This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? future. future. Welcome to the Think Future Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kalabukas, and once again, we're coming at you live from deep, deep, deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California, the innovation capital of the world. We're talking innovation, startups, the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Show number 96, another beautiful sunny day here in the San Francisco Bay Area, and today we're going to talk about planning. I know a lot of you love planning, but I have to say this. Planning might be the thing that's dragging you down. Let me explain. Back before I moved to this area, there were two magazines that I read on a regular basis, Wired and Forbes ASAP. Now, Forbes ASAP is no longer around, but I would go to my local bookstore which was named This Ain't the Rosedale Library, believe it or not. <laughs> place was typically full of communist manifestos, another fringe opinion. But it also had a big selection of magazines from all over. At one point, they even distributed my zine for a time, which I produced in high school, called Ox. Actually, I might, might want to bring that back, come to think of it. And I picked those two issues up, Wired and Ford's Apesat, religiously. I read both of them from cover to cover, devouring everything in new and tech. I'm living in Toronto. We didn't really get that much exposure to the absolute latest and greatest, which is what I absolutely love. So when these magazines reported on what's next, I ate them up. Then one day in 1997, yes, I know, things prior to 2008 actually did exist. An issue of Forbes ASAP showed up with the following article in it, Resilience versus anticipation and the cover showed a shot of the united states from earth or from from space and it was boldly emblazoned with how the west kicked butt i read that cover to cover end to end and when i got to the end i said to myself i gotta go there i gotta get to california what was so powerful about this article why did that message send me 2,636 miles, or 4,239 kilometers, I was living in Canada at the time, westward to what some call the innovation capital of the world? Well, I call it. I call it that. I don't know if anybody else calls it that. Anyways, short version of the article is that the East anticipates. They know that they will have snow in winter and heat in the summer, and they plan things out. They anticipate and careful planning is prized. Whereas the West never knows when they might have an earthquake. They might have a devastating earthquake. I remember the earthquake in 1989. I was actually on the phone with somebody here and it just got cut off. Just got completely cut off. I don't know what happened. So what's prized here is actually resilience over anticipation. Right? 
planning is worthless. What you need to do is bounce back from adversity. You never know when an earthquake is going to hit. But when it does hit, you have to be able to bounce back. You have to be able to turn yourself around, pick yourself up, and move on. So in a nutshell, that is why the West kicked But It prized resilience over anticipation, and it made an implicit choice to embrace change and not fear it. You know, I've always believed that life is change. There might be stretches of time where things seem to be static and elicit little books like The Great Stagnation, where he talks about how we've handled all the low-hanging fruit and now there's nothing else to innovate on. But things are always changing. Things are always moving. If not visibly, invisibly out of sight. Innovation is happening everywhere, all the time. I mean, I think we're in a time of great change. The last hundred years have seen more change in the technology and the culture of the world than the world has seen in the previous thousand. How can you possibly plan or anticipate anything when you can be disrupted in a matter of hours, days, or months by an upstart startup who can eat your lunch? I mean, it doesn't take... I've said this before. It used to take years, a year, to build out a service that could crush you. But now it takes months, days, weeks with the tools and the frameworks and languages that are already out there. It takes almost no time to develop something. And it takes almost no money to develop something. It used to be a million dollars to put up a single web page. And now, for less than $10,000, you can have an app. But I digress. You could have a phenomenal idea executed just slightly incorrectly, and bam, you're meerkat to Periscope. By the way, I don't like to brag, but I actually came up with the idea for both of those services back in 2006. There's a patent on it, or a patent application on it. Look me up, you'll find it. It's called Telepresence via Wireless Streaming Multicast. And tell me that's not Periscope. <laughs> but I digress. Ten years ago, ten years ago, no one had a smartphone with the capability ours do in their pocket. No one. Now we're practically cyborgs, lost, completely lost without our always-on connections. In 10 years' time, who's to say that we haven't started to evolve into a new type of human? Like I've said before, for Homo Nexus, you know, the, the always-on, always-interconnected human who maybe starts to lose their sense of individuality but remains human. Or maybe in 10 years' time, we'll be spending a lot of our time in virtual reality. I mean, I believe this. We're spending so much time on our smartphones today, we're just seeing the beginning nub of virtual reality. Who's to say that in 10 years' time, we're not going to be spending most of our time in virtual reality? That virtual reality will become most of our reality. To only to step out, eat, use the bathroom, and then go right back in. I mean, you can even buy those things... What are those things that you can stand in and they've got this circle around you and you can walk around and there's a treadmill that rolls under your feet? Without the, With one of those, you don't even need to exercise. You'll just walk around your world and you can run around your world, you can walk around your world and you'll be able to exercise in virtual reality. In fact, you may actually find that you're exercising more when you're in virtual reality because 
that's distracting you and keeping you from the tedium and the boredom from workouts. Because a lot of times that's the reason why people stop working out, because it's tedious, because it's boring. That's why they say if you listen to a music you particularly love when you're working out, you end up working out even longer. So the reason why, if you're distracted, if you're distracted and you're feeling good about the environment you're in and you're running and you're jogging, maybe instead of you jogging around your suburban block, which is ridiculously boring, maybe in your virtual reality with your Oculus Rift on and your little treadmill, you're actually strolling through Paris. Or maybe you're walking along the beach in Hawaii. Or maybe you're in the Tour de France. It's easy to forget reality. You're pumping your legs. You're getting exercise. And it's not tedious. So the question is, how do you survive in this world? How do you survive in a world where things can change in a second? You can be disrupted in a moment. I already gave you the answer. You prize resilience over anticipation. You stop planning so much. Stop planning so much and start becoming more resilient. Stop spending so much time mapping everything out and saying this is the way we're going to build things. This is how we're going to build things. And build yourself up to be prepared for the ways of change that are coming towards us. Be ready to bounce back and be resilient. Be ready to grow in that environment. You can't expect the unexpected. That's why it's called the unexpected. But life is unexpected. Life is change. Life is unexpected. Life is disruptive. So if you ask me, start taking a lot of those resources that you're focused on who are planning and move them over to working on becoming more resilient. And if you do that, you'll be able to basically handle everything that's is coming up because anything that comes up nothing will phase you even if the worst po even if the, we hit the worst possible recession if you are built to be resilient you will never fail that's it for me for today see you next time and until then don't forget to think future, future.